0: Let me put this cigarette out, and then we'll crack on.
1: If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care
2: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
3: You're listening to Sapnin Podcast.
2: Sapnin!
1: Sapnin!
3: Uh, you are listening to episode 216 of Sapnin Podcast featuring myself, Sean Smith,
1: and my good friend, M- Morgan Richards. Oh, yes, it's me, Morgan Richards. Uh, You know when you um, daydream? It's anonymous. Uh, Uh, I was just picturing white butterflies and overgrown Eden and driftwood figures. That's definitely the worst one you've ever done so far. We're 216
3: episodes in and you've just ruined this one. Before we got started, uh, if you it, hadn't guessed, oh, go on, are you, are you still, you're still going? You, <laughs> is it all gone wrong? It's all oh, gone wrong. Fucking <laughs> hell. <laughs> in case you hadn't guessed, from those awful, awful, awful puns, great song titles, just awfully shoved, shoved in together by Morgan. This week's guest is Dave McPherson of In Me and solo project, and all round musical talent, fame.
1: Yes, about time, really. One, This is one that's got away from us, but it's worth the wait. Dave McPherson and In Me, as a unit, are not only veterans or pioneers to this industry, but a hero to a lot of people who grew up in that early 2000s British emo alternative scenes. He's someone who's never been shy to graft for his passion, whether it be with the band or his several solo albums. Faced a lot of extreme highs and lows within the music industry. Mental health, he's overcome a lot. In me are in a really great space at the moment, always touring. And we're going to be talking about absolutely everything throughout this conversation. But Sean, you're a prime example of someone who lived through those early 2000s (laughs) bands. You basically just said to me, Sean you were alive with the
3: dinosaurs, right? <laughs> you just said, Sean, hey, Sean, I wasn't f- switched on function-wise when um, when you were uh, a child. <laughs> yes, I saw the rise of In Me, and they were genuinely bloody everywhere. They were everywhere, from all of the TV channels to all of the rock publications. I just remember seeing them everywhere. I was lucky enough to be invited along by uh, guitarist John O'Keefe, um, not long ago when they played Swansea and had a great time and it was good to see them. And they, they were the best I've ever seen them, I think. Ooh. Mm. But yes. So, uh, thank you very much to John for sorting that out. And yeah, we mentioned John in this episode. It's a fucking great story. Um, so if you're a fan of a band, any band, you probably want to keep listening.
1: <laughs> very vague, but very intriguing at the same time. I like it. I like it. But no, the impact Dave and me has had and continues to have on people is outstanding. And throughout, we're going to be talking about uh, evolving as a, a songwriter, some of his personal journeys, learning to love some of the older material and the fact that this month is the 20th anniversary of their debut album, Ooh. Overgrown Eden. There's some great insights into weird experiences and situations he's going himself into. And really, we just have a laugh of everything. So if you'd like to listen to your musical heroes, just have a little bit of uh, a, a nice chat. This is the place for you. And before we get into it, uh, just a reminder, if you enjoy what me and Sean do and you want to continue supporting this podcast throughout 2023, please go and check out our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash not only is there loads of extra content over there, but you get included into a wonderful community of people who are just the best. They support us, they support each other, they meet up, they go to gigs, festivals, all sorts. And you can be a part of the family too at patreon.com forward slash Sapnin. But without any further ado, this is the wonderful Dave McPherson of In Me on episode 216 of Sapmin Podcast.
0: Yes,
1: go on fucking Dave. boy. Sapnin a sapnin Top Chap
2: Ready to pop the question?
1: What's happening? What's happening? What's
3: happening? Yes! This week's guest is singer, songwriter, solo artist, and UK metal, rock, fucking anything legend, (laughs) Dave (laughs) McPherson of Dave McPherson and In Me! Yes!
0: Hey! And we're swearing, are we swearing? You can fucking swear. Say whatever you want. F and L. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do you
3: know what it would have been perfect if you had gone oh can we swear and i said yes and you went all right fuck off and then
0: went, <laughs> <laughs> see you pair of twats later yeah but how you been dave i'm um, i'm I'm okay yeah surviving existing ups and downs
3: well yeah i know a th- i know a big thing about them um we were previously meant to do this a week ago and uh two minutes before we were meant to record i had a breakdown so that was fun but so uh, I appreciate you being here now. Thank you very much
0: for that. Uh, bless you, my sweetest, deepest condolences. Thank you very much. Thank you very much.
3: But yeah, how was um yeah, how was tour?
0: Tour was amazing. It was a good time. We had a sweet time on the whole tour. I just get to tour with exceptional musicians that are my best friends, so <laughs> can't really complain.
1: Yeah. It seems like it was a good end to 2022 and transitioning into the new year. Big tour like that around the UK with some old friends as well. So I'm sure it's kind of set up a lot of things for In Me and just music now uh, for the rest of the year.
0: Yeah, I think it was like 2020. It was uh, January was our last tour before that. So it was just nice. Just good fun. I can't complain. How many times have you toured with Rage and Speed on now?
3: Just once. What was that? Oh, I thought you would have done a few. I thought, like, you might have, back in the day, you might have done a few.
0: No, no. I remember Rage of Speed on back in the day. Uh, Kerrang! It might have even been a cassette. Yeah, for anybody listening who doesn't know what a cassette is. No. <laughs> I remember uh, Thumper. But, yeah, it's nice. As, and also, Andy is the bassist of 100 Reasons as well. So, I, I've known the guys before. I've just bumped into them and whatnot, and Gordon runs a van company, we, we hit it off, because we're completely different bands. Musically, like, they're crazy. <laughs> they are nuts.
3: They've always been known as that, though, haven't they? Like, they've always kind of been, like, known as the wild partying
0: band, I guess. Yep, there's a lot of Jörg Jaeger and <laughs> Um But they're um, they're sweethearts. I dig it we 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 don't play that sort of music like we we're, <laughs> we're a lot more melodic <laughs> and they are a lot more screamy but apparently I might be singing on one of their songs for the new album so Ooh, oh nice they well, asked me and I said a definite yes straight away so <laughs> why why the devil not
1: but <laughs> well, there we go there's a, there's a, a little ex- exclusive there but Dave, there's so much we want to kind of talk about throughout this conversation. But before we really get into things, one thing uh, I did notice is that you often like self-describe yourself as a music idiot creature that has <laughs> his moments. Is that really just a good ethos of, of you and your career and everything you've done? Because you love just to make music out there and really f- fulfill a lot of passions.
0: I guess there's self damnation there. Uh, (laughs) I, uh, I love music, but then I also do other things. I like to write music. I like to write lyrics. I like to uh, write riffs. I've been, I've been in the band for 27 years. So mad, isn't it? When you think about it, like, yeah, I'm 40 and I'm the only original member, but it's, uh, it's just my lifeblood, really. Yeah. You don't feel 40, obviously. No, I feel like I'm about 18. Well, physically, (laughs) you know, it's not the years, honey, it's the mileage. Um, But yeah, I still feel um, like I've got a little bit of a kid at my heart. Yeah. Well, I was reading the other
3: day about like when people in bands get older, they seem to feel the age when they either fell in love with it or were like most famous in their bands or whatever and I was like I feel about 23 so that probably makes sense like that's probably the year the blackout took off and I literally I I never grew up I think I think I felt like I never needed to grow up I was like whoa I can just do I can be singing this song about being children of the
0: night forever (laughs) maybe 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 I've matured in that sense like I think my lyrics are a lot more mature Um, just that's just life experience but but I do go to work and go Oh my god, I could be your dad.
3: Yeah. <laughs> That's the weird thing now. It's like I'm I'm meeting bands now and um yeah. out on <laughs> uh, <laughs> out playing and they're like, oh yeah man, fucking I fucking grew up on the blackouts fucking third album and I'm like grew out. That's fucking disgusting. What do you mean you grew up on it? And they're like, oh yeah man, fucking yeah, tell us about playing with these bands and I'm like, oh my god, I'm an old man
0: to these children. Well, this year is the 20th anniversary of our debut album, Overgrown Eden. Yeah, so I get to be a teenager all over again. Be 19.
1: Yeah. Is it quite crazy when you hear statistics like that now to know that you've been doing it for this long and albums are having anniversaries and seeing all the bands really you grew up with kind of breaking up, getting back together and everything. I'm sure it's like a whirlwind of of emotions when you get to realize how... By along, this has all come. It's
0: nuts. Like my life to, today is completely different to what it was, and uh, and the music industry has changed so much. But uh, yeah, I've, I've toured with Nickelback. I chose Biffy Cairo I chose Biffy <laughs> Cairo
1: to support us. That's mad, isn't it? They've got. They're yet to return the favour. <laughs> yeah. Well, Simon, if you're listening, he's been on before.
0: And uh, main stage, Reading, Leeds, like download. That they, they were, they were mad times. Sharing a stage with Iron Maiden and Linkin Park, and yeah, pretty cool.
1: <laughs> I love it. I want to get into all this, but really, I know this is kind of an open-ended question, probably in many ways. But in the a, a band where you've been through so much ups and downs. Obviously, you started quite young and, and got signed, and there's all that, but. When you look at your whole journey, do you feel like you, in some weird way, have really been able to appreciate different aspects of the music industry? Because you've seen what it's really like at the highs and the lows and be able to be a signed band, an independent band, playing festivals, supporting everyone, doing your home headline shows. I mean, when you get a chance like this to kind of step back from it and and just think back at the memories, it it is quite a, a unique look. At the industry in me seem to have had
0: well I mean that's quite reflective like it bounced that, that bounces back at me like yeah I'm very fortunate and crazy stuff has happened the main thing I'm just very proud of of all the music I think we never we never like uh, cut corners some people might not like it but I don't care <laughs> It's a passion project, and it's it's a love. And the main thing is, like the guys, like, I just love being in a band with, all, all of the other four gentlemen. There, uh, we we hang out, we hang out as friends, uh, aside from the band, and we love, just love making music together.
3: Yeah, well, one one of the band members, um, John, um, <laughs> I met him. I met him on tour. He was, um, he was doing merchandise for Yashin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember one day, because he's, um, he's a very muscular lad, shall
0: we say. Shall we? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolute beefcake. <laughs> he's got the biggest in me tattoo on his back, by the way. But
3: this is what I was going to say. This is what I was going to say. On tour with Yashin, we were there one day, and for some reason, he popped the top. He whipped his top off. And I was, I saw his back, and I was like, fucking hell, that's a massive in-me tattoo. And he was like, bro, <laughs> they are my fucking favorite band ever. And I was like, that's awesome. I was like, I know him. He was like, I fucking love him. He was like, I've seen him loads of times. And now he's in the band.
0: I've got an interesting story about John. Because he used to follow us about, like, he was a bit of a stalker fan, almost. And I remember, you know, you get that the tinted windows in the tour bus. I just looked and I I could see him just creeping out of a corner (laughs) trying to see if I was about when we asked him to join the band. It was a rehearsal because he used to like come on stage and I would do three songs without guitar. And and I broke my hand. He was like, I know everything. I know all the songs. (laughs) Yeah. I come out of A&E all doped up. All um, painkillers and stuff, and he displayed it perfectly. And I was like, "Well, this is quite good because I can run around. I don't, I don't have to be static to a guitar pedal and uh, a microphone stand. And I can, I can be an entertainer." And when we asked him to join the band, it was at a rehearsal because he came along just before tour. He cried yeah of
3: course you fucking would of
0: course like i love that basically i'm in a band with in me fans all of them are in me fans yeah i'm trying to think if it would be a better
3: idea if i was in a band with loads of blackout fans because (laughs) they care more they probably care more about the band than the fucking six idiots who are
0: like yeah whatever no we've done this for (laughs) ages now I came to see you when Lost Alone was supporting you, and uh, but I had food poisoning, so I watched about two songs and I couldn't even <laughs> hold down a, a <laughs> sip of water. <laughs> was that, yeah, Div, was that food poisoning or were you just listening to a song? It was serious food poisoning, <laughs> oh, it was God. badass. It was my girlfriend at the time just looked at me and went, Oh, yeah, you are really fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I threw up I threw up in a train bin. <laughs> oh wow. Because I, oh. I was so dehydrated, I had to drink some water. And then that was that was a no no. So and then people were just looking at me and I'm like, sorry.
1: <laughs> for saying all that, Dave, I mean just the kind of talking about the the change in dynamics for the bands, how do you see it now compared to first started? I mean, as you said, so much has changed, you've you've grown older, but it seems like you're having so much more fun when I'm seeing these photos and videos of you guys on tour, playing shows and just uh, enjoying it a, a, a lot more.
0: Yeah, I think it was too much too young to begin with. Like, you don't get signed up at 19 years old and you, you, you don't even know what life's about yet. Um, you haven't really sort of found yourself. But what was interesting on this tour, uh, in Leeds, Joe, Morgan who left in 2006, finally came to a show. Oh. And, and he loved it. He, yeah. And now we're the best of friends again. No. So it's loved, that's quite nice, like reconnecting with old members. Me and Simon, the old drummer, are still very good friends. Um, so there's no like bad blood, which is nice. Simon, Simon was like, ah, uh. because he, he got, An opportunity to go and tour doing production engineering and stuff. And he was like, Oh, I just didn't want to let guys down. I was like, man, you've been in the band 21 years. You've done your time. (laughs) It's not a prison sentence. And the band's now 27. So we got to be careful. We got to be careful. We don't want the band to join the 27 club. (laughs) 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 But yeah, like. It's crazy, like twenty-seven years, and even when it, even when the band turned twenty-one, I was like, okay, so the band can legally drink in America.
3: <laughs> yeah, let's get the band <laughs> over there now. We can all get pissed together
0: as one. <laughs> oh, I, I got I, I, I got recently, and I'm forty. And I, I'm like, are you are you over eighteen? I was like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, twice. Twice, <laughs> twice <plus> four. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna start saying that. Yes, I could
3: ask for ID the other week. I to ask for ID. oh no no for the first time in Tesco the other day. I was not asked for ID and I got offended by it. But from now on, I'm g- I'm gonna say yeah twice when they say excuse me yeah are you 18. I'm gonna go yeah twice over because I'm fucking 39. This is fucking <laughs> mad, isn't it? It's just yeah. No, one of the things I wanted to ask was like you like you mentioned being 19 and getting signed. I just remember you being everywhere. Like you just seemed to be on Kerrang TV and Skuzz. Well, before Skuzz was called Skuzz, the channel, there was a channel P as well. MTV2. MTV2. MTV MTV, uh, fuck. How did I forget about that? Yeah, you were fucking all over it all the time. Like, how was that? And how was that leap from being an unsigned band to being fucking
0: everywhere? I don't know. It like feels like a different lifetime ago. I remember being uh, me and joe lived together uh the old bassist and just seeing seeing myself on the telly was pretty mad and then when it come when it come on in the local pub that was uh that was mad like back then people bought records so we had we had a bit of money so i just bought everyone drinks (laughs) (laughs) and everyone thought i was the most arrogant pretentious idiot ever
3: but this madness is so you're giving you're offering to buy people things and they're like, "Oh, you fucking thirty, freak.
0: 30 apple sours." <laughs> <laughs> Not even joking, and we're still on all of the jukeboxes in like most pubs. That's that's one way to make me leave the pub because I, I can't listen to my old voice. Like you, you change your voice as you go through the years, and uh, yeah. I'm slowly starting to warm to the old stuff. I'm, I'm oh. mellowing with age.
3: You better add, with it being the 20th year anniversary, you've got to fucking mellow to it because you're going to be well, yeah, playing we're it, playing,
0: uh, We're playing Takedown Festival in Portsmouth um, in April, so we've got to learn the whole album again. But it's it's easy. <laughs> like, compared <laughs> to some of our stuff, it's not as technical. Um, it's, it's just cool, grungy rock classic we, we've become a nostalgic sort of thing that's a thing now isn't it
1: well what's some of your earliest memories from making that record and, and kind of getting out there because it's such a huge leap at the time and as Sean mentioned it kind of seemed that it, it really put you guys on the map
0: we started writing it when we were like 14 15 so by the time we were 19 20, that's, that's the thing with the debut album is uh, you've, you've got all these songs. I'm, I'm still annoyed about some of the B-sides because they should have been on the album and the record label uh, refused. And these days I'd be like, shut up. <laughs> We're calling the shots. <laughs> Do you have many label disputes? I was just young. So it's like I was still trying to find myself as a person. Um. Yeah, we did, but, but we were also very lucky to be on the biggest independent music label in the world, and to be signed up, like, just randomly. I did, I did a, a backflip, I remember when we got offered a record contract, we did a showcase, this was back in the day, though. things were completely different back then, and as soon as the managing director left, I just did a backflip. I was so
2: happy
3: <laughs> I love the idea I love the idea of you never have even attempting a backflip before that moment but you yeah. were so happy that you were just like I think I can do it boys I think I think today is yeah, the day <laughs>
0: not a chance I could do it now <laughs> it would be it would result in a hernia uh, broken back I'll probably end up in my ward I work in uh trouble orthopedics so oh, yeah interesting I'll be, be there Nice. How long have you been working there? A year and a half. I've worked for the NHS for three years because obviously COVID kicked in, so I couldn't tour anymore. I couldn't play gigs, um, so I'm on my third job at the NHS. Nice. What? Um, yeah. What were you doing originally? Music. Okay. All right. Medical supplies. But um, yeah, I'm a I'm a technologist. I I deal in making sure all the equipment works and um, uh, medical well, thank supplies. You. Yeah. That's all right. Saving one life one day at a time.
3: Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's like we've all I think we've all kind of had our ups and downs and stuff. And I bet yeah, that seems to be the running theme is through everyone we kind of speak
0: to is just sometimes you've just got to take it one day as one day at a time. Well, this was Gaz. I was, like, borderline homeless. Uh, I was in a really bad state uh, mentally and addiction and stuff. All of the fun things. And uh, Gaz just said, right, you're coming to live on my sofa. Gaz, Gaz is a guitarist uh, in me. You're coming to live on my sofa for a few months, and I'm going to get you a job at the NHS. And he did. That's a good mate. That's a good mate, that is. (laughs) The fucking best,
3: yeah. Well, yeah, we wouldn't be having this conversation without this, so thank you very much, Gaz, and, you know.
0: Cheers, (laughs) Gaz.
1: But but going back to overgrowing Eden as well, is there any kind of just memories you have from, like, that studio or writing those songs or the album cycle?
0: It was a weird one. Like, that's when I really started to figure out myself in my head and I realised I was a bit damaged mentally and we it wasn't right like I, I guess some people resonate with the album so maybe that was a good thing but it was really weird like it was with um, a producer called Colin Richardson who did Bullet For My Valentine's uh, debut album Fight Stars debut album his ex-wife was our A&R uh, which is artist and repertoire and she came to live in house as well so it was a strange time and i think me and joe we were coming to block heads a little bit but right? these days we probably make a mint album like together but um i don't know it was, it, it was a tough time just i was too young i was too young to be there i should have uh gone to university or something <laughs> do
3: you know I-, I thought about this i've considered this myself like I Sometimes I look at what I have or whatever, and I'm like, if I had just listened in school and carried on doing that, where would I be now? But when you think about it, Dave, think of the the amazing memories that we've got from touring and playing and just meeting people. Amazing, mate.
0: Lived in Los Angeles for a while. Uh, What? I didn't know that. When was this? For White White Butterfly, our second album. Uh, Japan, you know, every country in Europe. Toronto, eight times. Yeah, how long were you? Um, how long were you living in LA? Only, uh, well, that's why the song's called Seven Weeks. <laughs> the, 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 first, the first, song on, um, White Butterfly is called Seven yeah. Weeks, and yeah, we spent seven weeks out there in a bar and Boulevard in Hollywood, and uh, yeah, I had this massive flat. I had a personal trainer and a driver. Wow, and um, uh, a swimming pool. <laughs> And we'd go to Venice Beach every weekend. Now, those
1: were the days. Seven weeks so good, it deserved the song. But um, you, you mentioned being so young in this position and everything. I mean, in the years since, is there anything you've really learned about yourself through writing and making this music and touring and everything? Because uh, uh, as you said, really, you started to understand yourself a little bit more writing writing these lyrics. Is there anything that kind of Pops up for you where it was kind of uh, uh, like a reflective mirror or anything.
0: Yeah, I could, I could say uh, like the first album is just a, sp- it's like a spontaneous outburst, and it doesn't necessarily mean anything, but it does subconsciously, I guess. But these days, I focus my purpose of definition in terms of lyrics a little bit more. Like I'm doing a new solo album at the moment and uh, every song's just about a person, but also having, uh, it's called Triptych. So every song has like three meanings. Much more pretentious. Yes. (laughs) 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 Uh, (laughs) But um, no, for about 10 years, I, I really, really hated Overgrown Eden Oh, sort yeah? of white butterfly era because I hadn't quite figured out what I was doing yet. But now I've sort of mellowed and found my zen a little bit more. I uh, I, like, I like it. I like singing it, and it's also oh, wow. about the the crowd's reaction.
1: Yeah, because that's just really interesting to hear. Because those are, are two albums that a lot of indie fans really resonate with.
0: Yeah, but it's kind of like uh, a, a painter. Looking at a painting they made 20 years ago, they're going to go, oh, I wish I could have fixed that and done that better. And blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. you, you you, learn as you go along. But now I've sort of uh, mellowed out with that. I'm, I'm, f- uh, I'm fine with it.
1: Was there a turning point in particular where you kind of realized actually? About the last you know, couple
0: I've, of years, I think. Yeah. I uh, just suddenly went, Shut up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 it's fine. <laughs>
0: It's all gone wrong. It's all gone wrong. It's like <laughs> I wouldn't sing that today, but it, I wouldn't be making music with the boys I'm with today if I hadn't have written those songs. So it's also the feedback from the audience, like you, you don't want to play for yourself. You don't want to just play songs that you're really proud of. You have to sort of make sure it's a connection.
1: Yeah that crowd's reaction and kind of adrenaline from being on stage is so addictive. We've talked about this with many people before is that it, it can be a positive and a negative, but it can get you through a lot of hard times as well as, a, as a musician, knowing that you can go out there, have a good show and people are just screaming all these words back.
0: It's great. Cause like sometimes I don't have to sing it. I just, <laughs> just put the microphone to them and they sing it. And now, um, we did a, we did a thing like we were doing the tour production rehearsals and only Gaz was doing a little bit of backing vocals, uh, not loads. And then all of a sudden, all three of them, John, Gaz and, uh, Mike, the new bassist, suddenly wanted a microphone. And no. it just changed everything. It was amazing. It's like they all just. <laughs> They all just brought it, and John sounds like John sounds like Joe, and <laughs> um, everyone's and um, Mike sounds like Def Cab for cutie. Gas sounds like <laughs> grungy curb dog Nirvana y sort of <laughs> vibes, and then you got M- M- whiny me, and um, somehow it just made it just elevated everything quite a lot. Tom can't sing song, sing for toffee, <laughs> but he's an incredible drummer. And he's an airline pilot, Cracking and he's out. a uh, snowboarding instructor. So, have
3: you ever Whoa. asked him? Um, have you ever asked him if he's seen a UFO while being an airplane driver, a pilot, airplane a pilot, driver. driver? Yeah, a pilot. sorry, I turned five. I turned five. Just driving it about, just driving a plane. Hello, guys, yeah, yeah. driving a plane. Yeah, no, um, um, no, he, no, he hasn't. Or you've never asked. I'll, I'll ask him. <laughs> he's acting because, yeah, Matthew, Matthew, who used to, who's in the blackout, he's also an airplane pilot. Oh, wow. And I've, I've asked him, yeah, he, he flies for Ryanair. So if you've got to go anywhere on Ryanair,
0: try oh, no, not he's, to. He's Virgin Atlantic, no Ryanair. Oh, A. posh. Nice yes, posh. <laughs> Fucking hell.
3: Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah. It's hard to, it's, when we book tours, it's really tough to um, <laughs> get the time off. For everyone, because everyone's got different jobs. And
3: Does he live in the UK? Because our one was living in... Um our one? Yeah, our one. Our pilot. Our, our driver. <laughs> yeah, our, yeah. Pi- our plane driver. They We're never fight in, you um anywhere,
0: though, do they? Nah. no, nah, <laughs> um, I've never been fucking anywhere. He lives anywhere, in uh, really. Bristol. And three of us live in Brighton. Me, Gaz and Mike. And Jono lives in uh, Scouse Land.
1: One thing I wanted to bring up, you mentioned the kind of uh, nostalgia trip a lot of people are, are having for those early 2000s, like years in alternative music and everything. And obviously in me, we're, we're part of a, a really giant scene along with the likes of 100 Reasons, how it's for Heroes, Fuel yeah, for a yeah. Friend, it influenced so many people from the next generation and making music today. And. I was just wondering, like, if you could talk a little bit about that timing, everyone coming up, you know, the music industry was so different back then, but it it seemed like there was a a huge community and friendship between all these bands and that you were just all thriving at one time.
0: It was very exciting. Um, for me personally, I was just, like I say, too much, too young. I would have behaved differently now, but it was, yeah, it was a rocking time, man. Uh, Hundred reasons we toured with them and headless heroes toured with Soil, Puddle of Mud, Deftones, crazy stories. I met uh, what are they called? A newfound Glory. I met yes. those and went, "You're happy metal."
1: <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I'm going to start. i
0: from today. I'm writing it down. Pop punk
3: is now called happy metal. <laughs> yes, happy
0: metal. Ian, what's his face from St- Stone Roses? Ian Brun. Yeah. Geezer from Weezer. Nice. Where did you meet Ian Brun? That was just like in the catering area, at Summer Sonic Festival in Japan. Serge Tankian, he chose us personally, like just from MySpace. Just gave us all a big hug and then we did a European tour and a UK tour with him. Oh, Corey Taylor, that was a brilliant one. Corey Taylor did a Kerrang review of uh, Firefly, a single from Overground um, uh, and gave it like minus five k's. And then a fan tweeted him like a few years back, and he apologised. No. He ah. buy me a beer. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay. Okay. Nice. I just want I, I want the Slipknot support slot. I I, I was I was happy that him and jo- jerry Jordison completely dissed us i was like well i wouldn't have it any other way they're not gonna like <laughs> it are they <laughs> and we're not everyone's cup of tea i get it i don't care i've got i've got actual problems <laughs> <laughs> oh, i've got, exi- I've got ex- existential dread i don't <laughs> care if, if yeah. someone this is this is my band we could crack on all right well i went to john bonham's house What? Yeah, there's two, there's two jacuzzis and there was all the platinum silver discs and everything. And that was, that was when we went out and Los Angeles. Los Angeles is mental. Like you, you just see Hollywood stars just walking about in the supermarket. In fact, Juliet Lewis from, uh, I don't know what her band's called. I've forgotten. The um, Licks. Yeah. Juliet Lewis and the Licks. Yeah. She just come up to me and give me a flyer. In the Viper Rooms, Johnny Depp's club. And I was like, You're you're from bloody Natural Born Killers. Yeah. Yeah, and Cape uh, Fear.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mad. And she's giving you a flyer like that's fucking mad. Yeah. Imagine if people imagine if film stars had to go around promoting their films like we had to promote our bands back in the day with like like imagine you were, you took
0: that off Juliet Lewis and you had a look at it and you were like, Ooh, natural born killers. I'll oh, check this out. I'll it. <laughs> <laughs> I took the flyer and then we were at another <laughs> club. I think it, I can't remember what it was called. I think it's called the ocean and Matt Sorum and, uh, Duff McKagan were there. I think Matt Sorum from Guns N' Roses and Billy Joel, Billy, Billy Joe from Green, Green Day. And then I used to go to this club every week whilst I was out in Los Angeles. Um, the Rain, maybe, I can't remember what it's called, Sun, Sunset, something, I don't know. And they were called Metal School. And then they became Steel Panther. So I used to go watch them every week. And they, they there was like members of Creed there. And <laughs> I just remember being in the supermarket and triple Triplehorn, she's from Basic Instinct and Waterworld. She was just doing her shopping. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the best one. I got to do the best one. Bruce Dickinson used to do BBC6 BB, BBC six, BBC six music. He interviewed us, so that was it. I, I didn't care from then on. I've achieved life. And then I read an interview in some uh, foreign magazine, and it was him being asked about bands. And he said, oh, in me, are the best band to look out for at the moment. Wow. I was like, doesn't
1: matter now. Doesn't matter. <laughs> this is why I love Dave because there's, you're just finding yourself in so many extreme situations and feel that throughout the years that has just been a running theme.
0: Yeah. Now that I've done this interview, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, it's, it's been a bit of a ride. Yeah. Um, but I met Bruce Dickinson before we got signed and Janet Gurse was there, the guitarist, and Nico McBrain. I didn't know what to say. So I went up to him and said, I like your earplugs.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes, <laughs>
3: yes, I love it. I love hearing people's stories about when they meet mm. their heroes and they haven't. Like I met Brian May at Reading one year, and he came over and he was like, "Hi, I'm Brian," and I went, "Um." And then he moved away, and I went. Oh, I forgot how to say my name to a grown man. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> brilliant. Well, and I Sean met Sean Smith
0: Thick- once. It was oh. awful. <laughs> <Yeah>, it was <laughs> yeah. dreadful. He's a fucking long-headed wanker, I heard. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah, Bruce, Bruce humoured me. Um, I met the gu- guitarist from Disturbed, and I said, "You're really tall." <laughs> that was that was a bit rubbish. <laughs> Hang out with head PE. Head PE. Nice. Big fan of it. Jared, the rapper guy had like two whiskies. Yeah, we, um,
3: we, w- we once um, uh, missed the first date of a Fight Star tour to support Head P in Cardiff. Right. And about 12 people
0: turned up and we were gutted because I think wow. the Fight Star tour was sold out. But did they play Waiting to Die? I love that song. I drink too much. I'm, um, I'm a big fan of the singles. They had a song called Blackout as well. No yeah, relation. that's a good one. They were on the same label as us, I think. Music for now.
2: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... and monetize their podcasts everywhere Acast.com
1: well speaking of all these just mad experiences i do believe that there's been a few incidences over the years dave where you've been a part of other people's music that isn't really advertised like am i right in saying you're on gang vocals for bring me the horizon song you've done Um, like a few features for other things yeah
0: yeah, because I'm friends with uh, Jordan. Well, loosely friends. He's probably hard to connect with now because they're <laughs> mega famous. But um, yeah, I did uh, six songs on uh, whatever it's called. Uh, what's it called? That's the Spirit? That's the Spirit, yeah. Sorry, I was thinking Happy for some reason. I love that band, by the way, so sorry for forgetting
1: that. I'm sure there must be plenty of stuff like that over the years as well, where you've just popped up.
0: Yeah, Charlie from Fightstar and Busted, we did a silver chair collaboration. L- literally, we were wasted in Brighton and he went, we'll do, we'll do anorec- um, Anorexia Love, or whatever it's called, Anna's Song. And he went, yeah, in Manchester, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll do a duet. And then an hour before literally at Manchester Academy too, he uh, he went, come on in. And we did it. And it's on YouTube and it's a uh, pretty big one.
1: Nice. I'll check it wow. out. Yeah, I didn't know her. That's awesome. <laughs> well, Dave, I appreciate you sharing all these stories through memory laying and everything. And it's great to hear that in me are uh, enjoying all these gigs more than ever. But as we start to wind down here and there's a few things I would like to talk about. And you kind of, you mentioned there that you've made a Uh, a new solo album. You put in the kind of final details on that and everything. I believe you kind of accidentally wrote it in, in many ways. Can you just tell us uh, about that and the plan for it going forward? Well,
0: it's just voice memos.
1: Yeah. I
0: whittled it down to about 16 songs now. Um, It's on my phone here. How many did you have? Oh, about 21. (laughs) But we've also got a new in me album, um, which is, uh, we've, we've retitled. It was called Demons. But um, the solo album is cryptic, as I said. And it's right on the nose, sort of stuff. Heart on the sleeve. Um, like there's a song, I Lost My Dad in uh, November 2021. Sorry, man. And that's all right. He just forgot to wake up. And. The song's called I Really Miss My Dad. <laughs> uh uh-huh. So like and there's a song about my uncle that passed away called Dear Uncle Steve. So it's a very <laughs> um it's not a cryptic album. <laughs>
1: yeah by, yeah. A, by yeah. any measure. Very uh, um, meaningful. Though. Must have been nice to, to kind of pick people to write to write songs about like that as well. And that's what the theme was
0: eventually mm-hmm. was I'm gonna sing about people. Uh but Demons is about just my personal demons and i think it's our best work but i'm biased
1: (laughs) (laughs) so there's just a lot of new music to expect for the rest of 2023 then
0: yeah hopefully this year and 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 there's also going to go a bit full circle with the title of the next album Ooh.
1: Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> what, um, what else can we expect from the rest of the year, Dave? What, what's the plans now? 2023, um, new music, but what, what else can people check out?
0: Yet to discuss with our booking agent, but would like to do uh, Overgrown Eden. We're also doing it at Takedown Festival, but it'd be nice to do like five or six dates around that and then album. We're just trying to figure out how to record drums. Uh, <laughs> we were going to go like digital because then you don't have the bleed uh, down the microphone. Then maybe in October, November, do a tour for the new album. And other than that, I'm just booking solo shows and just playing open mics.
1: How's that been? How's open mics, that experience been? Fun. I did one last night.
0: I went, I went downstairs. Bunch of people. I felt very young for once. Um, I just sang Radiohead, Creep.
3: I'd love to sit there, right, and, w- and watch those people watching you for the first time because, especially the open mic nights, what I've noticed from, like, some open mic nights, you just get people who just, they're not great, should we say. And then... If I was sitting in a pub and fucking Dave McPherson turned up with a guitar and started <laughs> fucking singing, I'd be over the fucking moon. Because your voice is fucking delicious. I love it. Thank you, so I Sean. fucking love it. I yeah, you. I catch I, I just... No, 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 no. I'm not... Yeah, that's a lie from Dave. We'll cut that out from Dave. It was not a lie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, I just love to see old people... Yeah, I just love to have seen that people t- discovering you. You're
0: very and, modest and uh, hard on yourself. Ah, oh, no, no! I've just heard it, Dave. I've listened back to the songs. I, I know. I know how I sang. In fact, you just reminded me that there's one on tonight. Oh, um, there we in are in Brighton. Get down here and fucking treat those people with your voice, please. <laughs> yep, yeah, my problem is lyrics. <laughs> ah, yeah. Make them up. Yeah. Just make them just up on the spot. Sorry, do it. Yeah, I just get my phone up and then scroll. I have
1: to scroll after the second
0: chorus because I can't remember what the hell is going on.
1: (laughs) Well, absolutely loved this, Dave. Thank you so much for taking the time. And before we leave, is there anything else you'd like to uh, let the listeners uh, know about or just um, leave us with a message about anything? Uh,
0: Thanks for all the support and Takedown Festival in Portsmouth in April. Keep an eye out for tours, solo album, in me album. I've probably forgotten something. Oh, sorry. What's um? What are your socials? Um, Dave McPherson, in me, <laughs> I think. Uh, Dave McPherson solo, I think, is my Facebook solo page. In me official on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook, uh, YouTube. Yeah awesome nice.
3: well yeah thank you so much for giving us your time dave no um, yeah, thank you and honestly now genuinely genuinely from the bottom of my heart thank you very much for the music over the years fucking you are a legend in our scene mate and um yeah i just i wanted to know it because there are not enough people i i I strongly believe not enough people now were are getting the flowers they fucking deserve and you are a fucking legend.
0: You are a legend. You opened so many There's doors also, for younger uh, bands. Like I didn't realise you'd had S Club Seven, <laughs> Steve <laughs> Byer, uh, dude, dude from Bastard. Yeah. All, yeah, I, all I'm, the big We've it. had all the big in me
3: influences. We've had S Club Seven, <laughs> we've had Matt Bros. Matt yeah. Goss
0: from Bros. Yeah. We've yeah. had him on. Yeah, I didn't even I, I couldn't even 'cause there was like 158 episodes of us. I did my research. You, you have my mate, my, my boy, Stephen Battelle. Yeah, oh, Love Stephen Battelle. Love Stephen Battelle. I'm humbled to be part of the pack. Well, you
3: shouldn't be because again, again, you're a legend. You deserve your fucking
0: praise. Appreciate it. Nice one, guys. Bye. You're listening to
3: Sammy Yeah! yeah. I couldn't hear you, then. <laughs> that was weird. Yeah. Normally, yeah, you hear us at the same time. And I'm like, oh, yeah. You know, we've got a pitch on and I'm. I couldn't hear it. You could have said any. You could have just gone, wanker. Hey! I won't find out now until the episode's out no, on Friday. Exactly. Bollocks. But, um, yes, thank you very much again to Dave McPherson from In Me for coming on. There's loads more questions. I'd like to deep delve into a lot of those stories that he, uh, started telling us. Um, I reckon you could probably make a show just off some of the stuff he's done and and people he's met so yes we'll hopefully we'll do one of these in the flesh and as i said at the end of the interview or chat we had um thank you today for the music over the years he's been an inspiration and seeing him do well you're a star
1: yes it's just great to hear all these stories and have a laugh with someone who's had such an effect on a lot of people in the industry, whether he likes it or not. It doesn't seem yeah. like the, <laughs> being praised, but you know we're giving you your your, your flowers here, Dave. But it's just nice to, to get to have those stories, so we appreciate him taking the time. A reminder, as he said, a lot of new music coming in 2023, 2024, so I'm looking forward to that. And a shout-out to two releases of his I wanted to just bring up, uh, Jumpstart Hope was the last In Me album that came up back in 2020. So go and check that out if you haven't. And if you're not familiar with his solo music, one track in particular I think you all need to listen to is Before I Had You. Great song, amazing single. I used to play it a lot back in my radio days um, on the show. So overall, top, top musician. Good egg as well. Lovely chap. Um, Plenty of
3: time for him. And yes, mad that I was on tour with John O'Keefe Um, Who's the guitarist now for In Me? Basically on the tour before he became In Me's guitarist. But he was like, it was amazing to see him go from, I fucking love this band, and now he's fucking in them. So, kids, let that be a lesson to you. If you (laughs) stalk your favorite band enough, well, basically it's what I did. I literally stalked Lost Profits until they accepted me as a friend. So, if you stalk your favorite band enough, if you've got any musical talent, unlike me, you might end up in your favourite <laughs> band. <laughs> if not, at the very least, like me, you could be, you know, best friends with yeah, someone. Well, so, it, it, you know. it happened
1: to Jamie Mateus and Bullet For My Valentine as well. You go back and listen to the episode we recorded with him and he tells you that story. So, Weird, weird way how, uh, it all works out for people in the end. But another great chat. I enjoyed this very, very much. But before we wrap things up, of course, if you enjoy what this, if you enjoy this podcast, if you want more and more of them, uh, to do keep on happening throughout the year, I hope you do because this is our job and we need all the support we can. Check out <laughs> patreon.com forward slash last because we're going to be doing a lot more stuff on there throughout the year. And as I keep mentioning, everyone in the community are our favorite humans, and they just cheer us up on the daily and, and do amazing, amazing stuff. So uh, patreon.com forward slash sapling for that. Uh, if you head to the description of this episode, there's loads of names there that we do thank. But as always, Sean's is going to give um, a moosive shout out to the elite members of our Sapling Podcast Patreon community.
3: Yes, uh, before I get into these names, I just want to thank the Patreon community um, for their support over the last couple of weeks. Um, you might not know, uh, my father passed away uh, about a month ago now, and we buried him this week. We didn't bury him, we cremated him, so that's different, isn't it? Thank you very much to the community for the support over the last um, month and a bit. You've been absolutely tip-top, and I love you very much. Thank you very much, Kylie Wheeler, Mayumi Leeway. Janelle Castan, Paul Urshfield, Tony Michael, Dilly Grimwood, Kelly Irwin, Scarlett Charlton, Natasha Morris, Emma Barber, Nathan Croshaw, Mitch Perry, Sammy G, Kat Besson, Dana Lasnova. Happy birthday for the other day, Dana. Jenny Robinson, Murray Grimwood, Scott Jones, Amy Dawson, Amy Louise, Stuart McNaught, M. Evans Roberts, Stephen Aston, Caroline Robinson, Kate Puttack, Louis Cook, Danny Eaton, Carl Pendlebury, Martina McManus, Jenny Munster, James McNaught, Kelly Cannon, Emily Perry, Jason Aredia, John and Emma. Again, happy birthday for Emma for the other day. Um, Craig the Boys are back in town, Aris. Really needs an update on that name. Thank you very much. Khalila Keane, Ollie Amesbury, Adam Kingilgoss, Parslaw. Josh, I accidentally drunk holy water with laxatives. I will start a religious movement anytime now. Crisp. Bumjo. Uh, thank you very much Alice Wood Reese Bowling Kate Stevenson Kyle David Smith and last by no means Connor Lewins and family thank you guys very very much and as I said thank you very much to everybody who's reached out to me over the last couple of weeks it's meant the world
1: yes we appreciate every single person there and thank you for understanding a lot of uh, behind the scenes stuff going on but this has been another great episode I've enjoyed it very very much if you have any suggestions or a wish list maybe if you'd like to hear on the podcast throughout 2023, uh, please head over to our social media pages at Satman Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Give them a follow and then send us a message of uh, who you think and we can try in. And- yeah, this year we are having Daryl
3: Palumbo. Definitely. I I'm going to so. fucking make it happen. Please do, because we wanted um, just that so one so you for ages. All, yeah, everybody listening to this then can hear me just fucking turn into a 14-year-old <laughs> teenage girl and be like
0: ah oh no. what about
3: this rare head automatic B-side that only I got because I hacked a computer that I added on or oh, any of this fun? yeah um, yeah I think That's the do you know what I'm, I put it out there into the world this is the year we have Daryl Plumbo
1: Fred Durst oh he's going big he's and heavy. Mike Patton wow wow I better start That's getting stupid. busy on emails then because I've no, sort of do you know what
3: I'm- do you know what mug <laughs> Let them come to us.
1: <laughs> I email. think all three of them are gonna email me the same week wanting to come on. It's so all one email, they're all CC'd in their everything. It's all <laughs> Yeah.
3: <laughs> Darrell Fred. Daryl Fred and Mike at vocalists.com
1: <laughs> Imagine that. that imagine do. that. But so no, try, we've that. Got, try that. Try that. <laughs> we have got a lot of uh, exciting things in the works and we're and we're just we're just looking forward to have more stories and then share everything. So thanks for for listening, getting this far and all the support. Um, We'll be back next week and every Friday with a special guest and some laughs and madness in between. So, nice one. Yes. We out this bitch! I mean, (laughs) Sopnin! (laughs) Sopnin!
3: Good end. You're listening to Savlin' Podcast with Sean Smith and Morgan Richards. Thank you very much for downloading this podcast or streaming it or I don't, I don't know what else you do with podcasts. Um, Thank you very much.